Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And uh, we were joined on air by a former South End goalkeeper and comedian, Terry Alderton. Yes. And uh, Southend are selling one of their keepers to the mighty Manchester United. So we found out a little bit more about him, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, Sumo, we did Sumo's story. Which we really did, quite, yeah. Quite a kind romantic. of a, a giant killing in the world of Sumo. We spoke to an expert over in Japan, so you'll hear that. And we had a bit of a chat about various yeah, bits various and pieces, oh, yeah, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, well done to Villa. I mean, you know, football never ceases to amaze you. When that goal went in, it was such a surprise because you yeah. just thought, as soon as it was 1-1, you thought, oh, no, Leicester will go on and win this. But well done to them. And, unfortunately, the final probably will be like last year against Watford. It's a great day out, and it's still a fine achievement to get there, but you do fear for them a bit, having just been... Tonk 6-1 by them, you know, recently. Yeah. But look, every game's <clears throat> different, so they'll give it a go. But Nine and the keeper had a great game, didn't oh, he? Oh, he repaid Dean Smith's faith in him, didn't he? I think Do he... you know his last league game he played for the club? Was that 6-1? 6-1, yeah, <laughs> I know. And uh, our old mate uh, over from Tanzania following Samata. Oh, yeah, Shafi. Shafi. Remember, mm-hmm. Shafi said yesterday that he'd had two scored two goals in the Champions League and one disallowed. I was thinking, well, that doesn't really count. It's disallowed. Yeah. So he had one disallowed last night, but, of course, Shafi would have counted that one. And He uh, did have a chance as well, didn't he? Had, oh, he had two. He had another half chance. That's uh, Well, morally, that was a goal. And uh, <laughs> then a great chance for Samata. And uh, even I'm counting that last one. As a as a goal. Oh, okay, good. I mean, he should have done it. What and, did you make uh, of him? It's a bit early, a sort of tell, isn't it? Really? Tell. He, he made some good runs. You know, um, his feet were a bit difficult to sort out at times, but you know, he'll find his rhythm. He's got to, yeah. But uh, as soon as he got taken off at sixty six minutes, I thought that's our bloke on his way to Sheffield, on his way to Birmingham International. They should have had a pension. <laughs> they know Leicester. Did oh, you feel? Absolutely. Did you feel it was a penalty? Well, it was a marvellous decision for uh, <laughs> Leicester, but it was definitely a pen for yeah. Villa. Rather, yeah. it, was, uh, it was a penalty. Yeah, it did so. feel like it, didn't it? But well done to um, well done to the Villa. Mm. 
and uh, yeah, no, it was a good goal. Uh, I did, 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 did think it was odd as well, and you get this a lot in the Champions League, but there was one minute added time. There were at least two long VAR checks in the first half. Yeah. It's just <clears> mad. That it's, so, it's bad enough you've got VAR. You've got to add on the right time. You can't be doing this. I don't know if Gazprom had an ad lined up or something. I don't know what that was all about, but yeah. it, it was definitely more than the minutes added time in the first half. No, I felt that as well, yeah. So that's it. Oh, it was good to see Flamengo manager Jorge Jesus in Curb Your Enthusiasm last night. Yeah, it's good to see him, wasn't it? Yeah, playing uh, Larry's best friend. <laughs> Richard Lewis. It was very good, though, wasn't it? It so, was, yeah. I watched, I, after the football, I, I flitted over and watched a bit of um, the, uh, the extra time in the uh, AC Milan match in the Cup. Yeah. And uh, Zlatan a... scored. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, Piontek had gone off by then, so I just thought, I'll see if he's 40 on 40-yard wide miss. Yeah. You think, oh, I... don't sign him, whatever you do. I've watched his show reel, and quite a lot of them seem to be shots over the bar. I mean, we've got Sonny to do that. We don't need, we don't need another player coming yeah, yeah. and fire the ball over the bar. It's never a good sign, is it, when Not. someone's put together the six best minutes of your career <laughs> and most of the balls are flying over the bar. I just think it's a bad idea. To I, yeah. I'll be happy now if Chelsea don't sign anybody. I can't see the point. Of, you know, you get 30 or 40 million for being in the tr- Champions League, don't you? First stages, something like that. If you waste that on a player you don't really want and you still don't get and he doesn't fire and you don't get in the Champions League, what, what was the point of it? You might as well go with what you've got. And in the summer, there's so much better available in the summer. You know, there's lots of decent players. There's a lot of stories today suggesting, uh, you know, that Inter Milan are considering pulling out the race to sign the Spurs target, Olivier Giroud. Now, <laughs> it does seem unlikely that Chelsea would. Sell Olivier Giroud to Tottenham, doesn't it? Unlikely. <laughs> it would have to be impossible. I mean, they have done some daft things in the past, like that Chelsea. Yeah, you know, well, like Peter Czech Czech to, to, to Arsenal, Arsenal and yeah. stuff like that. Lampard to City, but I just don't think they'd do this. It seems highly unlikely. But, I mean, he's you know, not going to play for Chelsea, is he? And and they don't rate him particularly. Otherwise, he would be getting games, wouldn't he? So. I don't know how they don't rate. He's a good player, you mm. know, but he's just not quite what they, he, Lampard wants for the system but you know I think and if he is going to play then you have to play to his strengths yeah know? I mean imagine if he did though he's going to get absolutely slaughtered in two games <laughs> one against Arsenal and one against mm. Chelsea for going to Spurs so uh, he'll have to have a thick skin wouldn't he to get yeah. through that the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Hawksby, Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Fine actor uh, Rufus Jones has taken to social media today. He said, I don't want to cause a tenfold increase in January pregnancies, but Talk Sport has a dating app. And then he's gone fantastic. Well Rufus. done. Fifty Shades of Andy Gray, <laughs> when Harry met Redknapp, uh, Breakfast at Weatherspoons. We cut out that one. Uh, so um, I think people are adding to that. Uh, Douglas Henschel's gone with Stanford Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Barefoot in Celtic Park, says Yvonne. Uh, Beck's on the beach. You get the idea. If you want to join uh, join in there a game, you can do so on the show. Uh, Talksport.com. We'll have to pay Martin Kellner a royalty. You do I think you, we may have to pay Martin <laughs> Kellner a royalty. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TS eight and J. The world of Talksport, football, sport, and indeed mm. love. But we turn now to um, Sumo. Oh, lovely! And uh, say the, the equivalent, if you like, of a kind of FA Cup style giant killing when uh, all the stars aligned for a second string sumo wrestler. Um, John Gunning is a uh, sumo commentator and expert uh, living over in Japan. John, good afternoon. 
How are you doing, guys? Good, thank you. Yeah, we do love a bit of a story from Sumo uh, now and again. And we don't deal with it sort of day-to-day, as you can imagine, being a sort of general sports show thousands of miles away. But this, this seems to capture the imagination, this uh, this performance by, the, say, the, the underdog fighter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sumo's stories generally when they go worldwide is to do with scandal or somebody being kicked out of the sport. So I think this is the first one in many years that it's been a feel-good story that's kind of spread around the world. So, yeah, oh, I was yeah, going to say, there's a lot of ranking in, in, in Sumo, aren't there? You know, you become, I don't, you'll tell us the exact things like an Ozeki and people who are sort of higher up. But this guy, tell us what exactly position he was going into the tournament and how he got into the tournament. I think the simplest way to explain it, if you're talking about it in football terms, uh, Sumo has divisions, which would be like in football as well. You'd have the Premier League and then you have the different tiers down below it. So the overall champion can only come from the top division. And he was the 42nd ranked man. So he was basically at the very bottom of the top division. And I, I heard you say earlier about the FA Cup. I think it's more akin to Leicester City winning the Premier League. It's wow, really? Thing. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's literally one of those 5,000 to 1 things. The, the last time somebody at his rank won the tournament was 1939. Wow, way. I mean, did, did, could you see this coming, John? Could you and other sumo experts, did you feel, had you seen him working through the ranks and thought he he was a prospect? Well, you know, if I'd seen this coming, I definitely would have put money on him and <laughs> I'd be retired at this stage. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. We do a... We do our television shows, obviously, before each tournament where, you know, we go through who's going to be hot and who's the contenders and stuff like that. And he's never been mentioned, ever, in any stage. And the thing is, he wasn't, he's just back up in the top division. He spent most of the last couple of years in the second tier and struggling there. So he was expected to, you know, maybe drop straight back down again. But what we have right now in Sumo is a period where the top guys who have dominated for the last, say, 10 or 15 years, one person in particular is probably the greatest of all time. They're just reaching the end of their career, and there's no really big stars coming up through. So you've got this wide-open situation. And we've had a lot of first-time champions over the last few years. Uh, actually, there are 11 people right now in sumo who have actually tasted championships, which is very unusual in this sport. Uh, I mean, there's such is the nature of the sort of hierarchy in in um, sumo. I would I would imagine that you don't get a lot of giant giant killing for that reason. It's kind of different in football. You know, teams play each other, and if you're a second division team, you'll fancy your chances going toe to toe with a, a Premier League side. But in this, so many of these guys, these sort of second string sumo wrestlers, spend time around the top guys, and so there is this hierarchy. They're living day to day. So I, I imagine, in some ways, to beat them is almost seen as an insult, isn't it? No, it wouldn't really be seen as an insult. You know, it's, uh, it would be very unusual, obviously, because, as you said, there's a huge hierarchy here, and it's very, very top-heavy. It's actually, if, if, I mean, if compared to sport in England, basically football is, is the closest thing you get to it because you've got the sport dominated by three or four at the very, very top, and then everyone else is just, you know, trying to survive. But in, in the case of the guy who just won now, Tokushoryu, he's 33 years old. He's been in sumo for just over a decade. He was a university wrestler as well before he turned pro. He was basically, I think it was Canton a year ago that called Deschamps a water carrier. I think that's the best description you can have from him. Just a guy who was there, you know, muddling mm. um, around. You know, once he won, the thing is, this great personality came out. And one of the reasons that he's actually, his story has spread around the world is 
he burst into tears as soon as he won the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then in his interviews straight afterwards, it you know, he went he wildly varied from you know, getting the whole crowd laughing and then they were in tears afterwards because he was also talking about his college coach who passed away in the middle of the tournament. So it was it was a really emotional and dramatic story. And, you know, I think at this stage now, that's definitely the highlight of his career. So yeah. I, he hasn't got much longer left in the sport. So that's part of it, you know. Would the, would the tears normally be frowned upon then in, in, in sumo? I mean, bursting into tears like that or, or, or not? Generally speaking, yes, because you don't show emotions. You know, that's part of it. It's, uh, it's considered poor form to celebrate victories or to you know show that you you really upset a defeat. Generally, they're expected to you know keep their emotions in check. But I think in this case, given his age and his history and background, and the fact that they said that his coach passed away during the tournament itself, I think everyone was you know lenient in this case the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, yesterday we were talking about the new shoes that are revolutionizing uh, athletics vapor flies. <coughs> Excuse me. Indeed, and yeah. uh, the fact that they may be um, not allowed for the Olympics, uh, or they might be. Because they are performance enhancing. They are, they? yeah. Mm. But uh, it's very interesting. Kipchoge, who uh, basically smashed the marathon world record he by did, wearing yeah. them, he's been defending the shoes. He said, uh, they're fair. He said, I trained hard. You think, All right, then, mate, go and try it in Dunlop Green Flashes. See how you get on with it then. <laughs> <laughs> bloke of old that rubbish. would be a great leveller, wouldn't it? Everybody in green flash. Isn't it amazing how a bloke... Honestly, I know he's a brilliant runner, but everything was in his favour for that attempt. Yeah. The shoes, of the, course. the wind thing. You know, don't Pacemakers. Don't get thinking that, you know, it was because you trained hard. You know, you well, had every advantage I mean, I, you could possibly I, have. I get the feeling he does train well, hard. Well, he obviously probably does. Well, they all do, don't they? That would be great, What though. marathon runner doesn't train hard? 
Wouldn't the Green Flash Olympics be a wonderful... The good people at Dunlop think they can get the money together. Everything in Green Flash includes the football, the whole good. Olympics, uh, the gymnastics, yeah. uh, the way you would have to... Sort of, or black, those black plimsolls, the slip-on black plimsolls would be elastic at the I front. I think that could work for me. The plimsolls World Cup, that would be a great That'd level, be great. wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, a couple of things, Andy. Oh, yeah. um, occasionally we're given a cup of tea here in the studio, which is very mm. kind of our production team to do that. And uh, you have your special Japanese rice tea, oh, for goodness sake. Yes, well, Although yeah. you've brought me some, uh, you brought me some tea bags today, you brought me some mint tea bags. Yes. That was very well, kind they, of you. There was a rumour that they'd, uh, the company had stopped providing them, but that, well, that, that was a filthy lie true. because there's many of them in the lie. kitchen. But you brought me the birch or peppermint. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, very very nice it is too. But I tend to keep my bag in the cup while I drink it, mm. you know. Whereas you have taken to lobbing yours across the studio like a hammer thrower. Um, yeah, but, well, it's being absorbed by a copy of Today's Sun. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, in fact. But every day now, I just see this sort of at the end of the show, there's loads of rancid tea bags lying around. Well, We're not on a building site, mate. No, the thing is with these uh, Japanese tea bags is that you're only supposed to brew it for a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. And then you take it out. If you leave it in too long, it's not quite unpleasant. So. Oh, well, fair enough. You and your Japanese tea well, bags. you know how it is. Uh, the Duke of Kent, our old friend. Oh, uh, yeah, is he coming in? He, well, he met uh, the general manager of the Hanover Band, which he's the patron of. And uh, guess what their favourite uh, tune is, the Hanover Band? I've got no idea. <laughs> da, 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 oh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> the Hanover <laughs> Band. Anything to do with that. That's tennis. the only thing they play. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> yes. I, I've decided... You get no, You get uh, no favours for being an outlier in the world of footballers' pronunciations. Mm. We spoke about a Japanese football expert a little while ago, and we were calling him Minamino. Yeah. And, and he said to us, it's not Minamino. It's Minamino. To which we went... Da, 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 da. And we thought, this could be a, a fairly rich scene for Clips of the Week mm. if Sam Matterface did it. But... Sam and all the other commentators, I think, out there are, are sticking steadfastly to uh, not going down the Manamino route. They are saying Minamino. So I think, what's the point of being an outlier on this? I've been saying Manamino, but <laughs> you sound like an idiot. Just say what everybody else I'm says. I'm going Minamino. <laughs> Likewise, uh, well done to Tottenham's new yeah. sign and uh, Stephen uh, Bergwijn because uh, they asked him how to pronounce his name. And uh, he said, it's, it's Bergwijn. It's a bit like Greta Thunberg. Yeah. In Dutch, and yeah. he said, "He said, but it's uh, yeah, Bergwijn in English." Well, fine, then let's stick with that. So, uh, yeah, rather than going Bergwijn, we're going Bergwijn. I think yeah. that's the way the commentators have always referred to him in yeah. Champions okay. League so Europa. You, you get no prizes for uh, for you know coming up with your flash pronunciations. Everyone looks you, at you like you're a Berg. Yes, it's true. A woman in France won five hundred thousand pounds on a football accumulator. Uh, sorry, accumulator. 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 I like that. <laughs> on the football accumulator. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was thinking of uh, ringing up uh, David Ginola and saying to him, "Do they have football betting in France, David?" I never knew that. David. I didn't know they, they had to ask him. I yeah. didn't know they had betting in, in France. On football. Yeah, I, I guess they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she's I've won, never seen a betting. If she's shop. won five hundred thousand pa- pounds on an accumulator, then uh, <laughs> I can't see why why not. Uh, there wouldn't be there. Yeah, and. Uh, Ken Bruce, who we were talking about last week, he wished him well. He's had to take three weeks off for a minor medical matter. I was thinking, yeah. why not get Ronnie Rosenthal to fill in? Yeah. Britain's... You won't be able to tell the difference, honestly. Well, these days, Israel's foremost Ken Bruce lookalike. <laughs> I don't know how much work you get in Tel Aviv sure for being a Ken Bruce a lookalike, but he does look like this, him there, This he? story was weird as well. Johnny Fordham had a good story in the Sun today about... Uh, Rugby's Ellis Genge, is that how you pronounce his name, John? I presume you do. He's a, yeah. he's a, a big, a f- 
fan of boxing, and he yeah. reckons he's related to Muhammad Ali. Wow. Through his family, going back, he said, uh, Ali's mother's maiden name is Grady, Odessa Lee Grady, and the birth name on the black side of our family is Grady. Mm. And my granddad looks exactly like Ali. So, you know, the, the, you think, well, go and have a DNA test, everything. But no, he's, he's, I've always opted out of blood tests or anything like that because I don't like people having my blood. I'm quite a conspiracist, and I don't want a clone. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think I think it's your hair, isn't it? It's your DNA. Yeah. I don't think it's your blood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to... Who wants to produce a clone of Ellis Genge? I can't believe I'm saying this, but your <laughs> your posh mint tea bags you've bought me, I've left a tea bag and it's suddenly gone very bitter. That's <laughs> too long. <laughs> left it in too long. Too Shot with my own gun. What about that? So I'm, I've had to lob it on that copy of today's sun. It's become a teabag graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Anyway, Ellis, don't worry about it. You'll be you'll be fine. You can have the DNA test. And the woman who had a Range Rover had a little prang. Yeah. And they fixed it, the uh, thing. But when it came back, it said Rover Range, mm. which, I mean, is a bit annoying, but not the end of the world. It's your car apart from the others, isn't it? Well, if, and fixable. Yeah. She said, I was so mortified, I was parking it up against a tree to hide it. Why wasn't this picked up in a quality check? They replaced it in a week, but it was the stress of it. <laughs> it's not exactly PTSD, is it? It's just like a thing on the back of your car. It's all relative. What's wrong with it? It is people, all relative. The stress of it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sports. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, Manchester United look like they're signing a South End keeper. Interesting. And he's uh, Nathan Bishop. And we didn't know a great deal about him, so we turned to a man who has seen him in action. Something not bad between the posts himself oh, back yes. in the day. It is uh, comedian and South End regular Terry Alderton joins us. Yeah. Hi, Terry. Hi, boys. I didn't realise you said that jingle there 20 years. 20 years. 20 years, yeah. You've been My popping goodness. in for most of those, haven't you, really? Over... I have been popping in, popping in, popping out. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no, I don't know what you said there, but it sounded disgusting. <laughs> it sounded funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been popping in and popping out, just like a hernia. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> just, just, yeah, well, that's the comparison many people make. <laughs> there he is. He's just <laughs> like, he's like, a, he's like a hernia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Terry Alden. A man you can trust. Hey. Hey. Boom, boom. A Thank man you. you can trust, Love says it. Andy. So, um, they don't still wear trusses Andy they've done away with the trusses so um, Nathan Bishop um, yes uh, yes he's uh, Sol Campbell saying last night he was powerless to stop the South End exodus so um, are you sad to see him go I think I think the thing about Nathan is and it's quite an irony really is um, when the transfer window opened I and I think a few other fans were thinking what we need is a really good keeper we need to get a decent keeper in so it's quite ironic you know, he's going. But let's not forget, I think he's only 19. Mm. Uh, I think he's definitely got something going for him. Uh, I think it's an interesting choice for Man United, but they obviously, maybe their goalkeeping people up there think they can see something in him. And good luck to him. You know, yeah. it's brilliant, brilliant news for him. Yeah, Wonderful. it is. He's going he's to be know, with their development squad. But, you know, as I say, you know, they've got two very good goalkeepers. But, you know, probably... Well, I remember, well, hmm. Chris Powley said to me when he first took over South Africa, he was saying to me about Nathan... And he said the thing about him, what's amazing, even in like just a friendly, silly match against, I don't know, Villaricky or something, mm. he'd work out, you know, he'd he'd find out about their forwards and what foot they are and all that. All, all these, he'd work it all out. So even in tiny little games, you know, it, as a youth, he would have already found out everything about the strikers and all that. So he's very dedicated and uh, quite on it with his homework. 
I mean, he's, he's had one he, cap for the England yeah, under twenty. Yeah, he's England under twenty. So yeah. he, as you say, he must have something about him, mustn't he? He should, yeah, yeah, he has got something about him. <clears throat> but excuse me, I'm walking. Uh, right. <laughs> can't do that anymore. That multitasking. Um, I might sit at this bus stop. Um, <laughs> I literally am going to sit at the bus stop. There we are. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So he um, he's got it all going for him, definitely. And, and like you say, play for England. So he, he he must be somewhere along the lines of being quite a good, good goalkeeper. But they have got Henderson to come back, haven't they? And mm. you know, we wonder where he would be. I know that Dan Bentley was his dad. He's there for many years, sat on the bench at Man United. And Danny Bentley was a brilliant goalkeeper and still is, and he's at Bristol City, you know. Yeah. Um, so Very hard to say no, go. though, isn't it? If you're a young pub, I, mean, I think your Very chairman hard. has just said, Absolutely. you know, he couldn't stand in his way. When a club like Manchester United come calling... Totally. But yeah. what you don't want is someone of that talent at that age to just sit on a bench for, and just be another yeah. target practice for the players, you know, and that can happen. I mean, the sell-on, yeah. of course, as the chairman has said, the, the sell-on potential. I'm sure you've structured a deal that says if he does end up getting sold for Allison-like money, seventy-five million, then um, yeah, then you'll get a big piece of the pie, won't you? Well, some of it. Anyway. Yeah, we will. But I mean, just for him as a person, it will be lovely, you know. But hopefully, if we get some money, we. I mean, we have. To, I mean, we've got Mark Oxley, and I don't want to be down on him. He's a good shot stopper. If he could come for balls, it would be much, much better, you know. But. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's good news for him, but not so good news for South End. I mean, it's not a great deal of good news for South End at the moment. I mean, you, you no, are terrible. you're pretty much adrift. Yeah, they've only you? lost. Rubbish. They've only lost one in the last five. Yeah, three draws in that. To get out the bottom three, they've got garbage. A, yeah, they've got a, you know they've got a lot of points to make. Oh, up. they have. It yeah. wasn't fifteen it wasn't points. Long. It was a few games ago. We we averaged conceding three a game virtually. Yeah. Usually, I mean, considering your your you know you, you've got a, a former England centre half as as the manager, why yeah. are you, why are you leaking goals like that? Is well, it I the... think he's I think it's I think it's got a bit better now since he's taken over. Since, funny enough, we played Donny last night, didn't we? We lost three hmm. one. We conceded ten in two to them, and we lost seven one at home. Wow. And that was that was the match where he was taking over. So I think he I think he has sort of he has definitely slowed it down. And there's players. He's moved around, which you would never have thought would be the centre back, so or you know the midfielder. So mm. he's definitely trying, and he's trying blooded youngsters as well. So, yeah. so are the what do the trying. fans make of Sol then as as a manager? Are they sort of are they on side? Can think, they I see? Think, I think hmm. I think we've, we've we've gone down so many so many roads management wise, you know, in the last couple of years. That I think everyone's just going, well, I'll just you know, cross our fingers now and just see what happens and give them a chance because everything else has been not great, you know, for various reasons. I know Chris Power had so many injury problems and. And then poor old uh, Bondy came in, didn't he? And didn't didn't have a clue, in my opinion. But and now Sol's in, so yeah, I mean Sol Campbell, isn't it? So that's yeah, hopefully he can do what he did as a player and bring it through as, as a manager as well. Yeah, maybe he's yeah, taking he... selfies of himself, <laughs> posting them. He did a, he did a good job, didn't he, at Macclesfield? <laughs> so you've got to give him a chance. Yeah, he did. He did. So... I mean, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. It's not mm. it's not it's good for publicity anyway to have Sol Campbell at your club, isn't it? So. Mm. So, Terry, what are you up to at the moment? Where do we see you in action? Uh, I actually am leaving. I'm not putting a tour together for the uh, for the um, autumn, so okay. I'm going to go out and uh, I might pop out and do a few gigs here and there if I can get my lazy backside out. Okay. <laughs> I can't be bothered. I'm so lazy, man. I'm just terribly lazy. I do a lot of voiceovers, don't I? I do a lot of voiceovers. I sell a lot of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Things apply. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you've got T's and C's apply off to it. Very, like, very good. This is like an audition, isn't it? It's perfect. There we go, T's and C's apply. That's all you've got to do. It sounds like easy money. It does. It's easy yeah. money. It's easy money. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show tomorrow. The Times' Matthew Side pops in. Britain's former number one table tennis player. A lot of people don't know that. They just yeah. see him in the Times and they think, a journalist. No, he was a top sports person. Let's not forget that, eh, Andy? No, let's not. Uh, so he's on. Uh, the analyst, Matt Scott, is back. You've got yeah. some stats. You're going to set him a bit of a challenge, yes. aren't you? And we'll he always turns up to dynamos. Yeah. yeah, it's always interesting. And uh, loads of other stuff for you yeah. as well. Plus a bit of a Super League preview. Uh, ahead of the first game tomorrow night. So until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.